0: I've been drinking, and I'm going to tell you how someone died due to the weight of their wealth, and it led to the creation of Crown Royal and Bellmead Honey. Wow. And if you want to hear about it, then you should stick around. Patreons, let's thank them. We have to thank the patrons because we couldn't do this show without you.
1: No, we couldn't. And uh, you know how expensive I am it,
0: it, well, it, to be it, here on it, this show? It's not free. I'll it, tell you it, that. It ain't free. It's not free. It ain't enough
1: free whiskey to get me here. Yeah. Well, Just kidding. Well,
0: I actually used to pay them in whiskey, but anyway, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Was that was in the past. It was in the past. Now we're in the present. And you guys make it happen.
1: Yes, you do. We, we do. did
0: the numbers. Millions of people have watched this podcast. Individuals, not views. Right. Millions of individuals. And less than one-tenth Of one, no, one one hundredth of one percent. Wow. Of people who have watched this show contribute financially to keep it going. And we want to thank you. Yes. But it's not just about contributing. No. We want to give back. There's member benefits. We have bonus content. Yep. Special offers, distillery takeovers, where you're king for the day. You come in, you get to taste out of barrels. Oh, it's a great time. Private tours. Then we release barrel picks that are exclusive just for the Patreon members. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In-person meetups monthly virtual bottle shares where we get together shoot the breeze have a good time discounts on merch and the satisfaction of knowing that you support the channel and its mission
1: yes and if you don't know the mission stick around to the end of this video because it is a a big thing i think we're doing changing lives we are one glass of bourbon at a time
0: so it's a really good time so i've been drinking all day i should drink ramus it's appropriate (laughs) all right so so here's what's going to happen I am impaired, and I'm going to tell you a crazy history story about whiskey, okay? Sure. and But we don't want to encourage your responsible drinking. No, absolutely not. All right, so uh, background. Uh, Lindsey and I are hanging out with some friends, and we're having some drinks, and my buddy's wife is sipping on New Riff. Good choice. Yeah, it's a good whiskey. Mm-hmm. And she asked me about the history of the brand. And I, in my mildly inebriated state, told an extended story that lasted for longer than it should have. Mm. About all of the exciting elements of interconnected history that brought together the brand new riff. And when I got done, she said, hey, you should get drunk and do this on your podcast. <laughs> And so that's basically what we're gonna do. Yeah. So, um, so Wes, this story starts in 1850. Oh, I
1: remember that time. It was a good time.
0: We're going in the wayback machine. Yeah. A German man, Mm -hmm. named John Nelson, who was a soap candle maker. Okay. He decided he was gonna immigrate to the United States with his whole family. You gotta sell your business. Okay. So he does. He sells it. And, and it was a nice business it was worth some money okay okay and he wants to take his wealth with him but you know what happens whenever you immigrate from germany to the united states in 1850 and you've got a bunch of valuables with you sometimes you get robbed yes it's a real threat it's a real threat and he didn't want to get robbed mm-hmm. he, so he had a real ingenious idea it and, is
1: actually a good idea
0: and he went to a custom suit maker and he had a custom suit made that the lining stored all of his net worth in gold inside of the suit. And apparently back then you didn't change clothes. Okay, so he's just going to wear the suit the whole time Ball he up. was on he was on the, the ship coming over here. Mm-hmm. And so he gets on the ship with all of his net worth and he's like, you know, I'm sure he's nervous, you know, but he's like, I don't know. He, he feels like he's got a one up on everybody because he's walking around. He's like, I'm a millionaire and y'all don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's gotta be like that, right?
1: I mean, if you're walking around with a suit full of gold in it, even though they don't know what's in there. Right. You know what's in there. And it's gonna give you a little it's extra It's gonna give confidence. you a little, like you're gonna have I mean, a little extra. I mean, you're gonna be walking into the chow hall crotch first, you know what I mean? You when know what I'm just... saying?
0: You know what I'm What's saying? What's
1: up? I got gold in my jacket. I got
0: gold in my jacket, son, but you don't know. Make me a pork chop. You don't know why I got all the swag? I'm rizzing it up, son. I just I'm excited. a ranch. I just used the word my kids use, rizz. I'm not exactly sure what it means, but don't worry about that part.
1: I think it literally means you have gold in your jacket. It oh, is. yeah, rizz. some major rizz. That
0: makes sense. Okay, so Back anyway, to the story, Charles. It turns out not to be the best plan because a big storm came along and he got blown overboard. Yes. And it turns out that if your entire suit is filled with gold, you cannot swim.
1: God rest his soul.
0: And he drowned. He legit died. He's still there. Yeah.
1: Down in the ocean.
0: And I I, I did a little bit of research. Uh, no one seems to have found his suit. And I'm a little surprised. I don't know how much gold it was, you know, to do like a whole expedit- expedition. But apparently no one's found it. But he did die. Okay. And that part's real sad. Sure. Real sad because he had a whole family, he had a wife, he
1: had kids. And they arrived with no gold.
0: And they had, they arrived with no gold, okay? And one of the kids' names was Charles Nelson, and he was 15 years old. So he arrives in New York City in 1850, okay, Uh huh. sans his father Mm -hmm. and with no money, no gold. And he's got a little brother and his mom, Mm -hmm. they got other kids. And she can't work because it's 1850 and like apparently women couldn't do that or whatever. And so he's got to go to work as a 15 year old and so does his little brother. So he goes to work for a candle and soap factory because, hey. That's what he knows. That's what he knows. That's right. And so he's in New York from 1850 to 1852 and he is selling candles and soap. Or no, he's he's making it or something. I don't know. Making he works for a candle and soap, and soap company. Okay, right. that's what you, that's the part you need to get. Okay. Right. Makes West, it. Westside? I don't know. No, that's East Side, right? We shouldn't throw gang signs East on this episode. Okay. So. All right. Sorry. I've Absolutely. been drinking.
1: I don't want to get killed on my way home. They're throwing gang here.
0: signs at me off camera and it's this, this is
1: just me doing this.
0: Oh, I I I don't know. Maybe This I, is not a gang sign. I hung out with the wrong people when I was younger and now now I throw East and West Side. I don't know what's happening. Anyways, so <laughs> I don't know what's happening in eighteen fifty two. Okay. Charles Nelson moved okay. to Cincinnati. Fast forward, here we are. Well, it's not really that fast two years. it's only two years. That's fast. Well, I mean, it it's was like a long five time minutes ago. And now we're in two like years. if you think about two years since 1850, it's like just a second or something. All right. That makes sense to me in my mind. Okay, so they moved to Cincinnati and yes. he becomes a butcher. Okay, and somewhere because he was fifteen when he got to New York. So when he moved to Cincinnati, he was seventeen. Okay. And he left Cincinnati when he was 22. So somewhere between 17 and 22, he started his own grocery store. Okay. Between 17 Grocers. and 22. I don't know how to say it, but it's Blursch and Nelson. That Blersch, sounds great. B-L-E-R-S-C-H.
1: I think you did it right. Yeah, Blursch.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say it's Blursch and Nelson. and Nelson. And apparently he sold that business, okay, because in 18... 18- 57 he decided to move to nashville Nashville. from cincinnati
1: cashville is what uh that one rapper is Cashville. yeah and he
0: he was there to make cash and to be honest he was like he was he was part of the like i mean not illuminati but you know like the originals original gangsters yeah the ogs OGs? yeah yeah they were not the illuminati i'm sorry i've been drinking Right. He went to
1: Nashville, A.K. Cashville. Now, AKA we're in, Cashville. now we're, he's 22. All he's right, 22. 1857.
0: He's in Nashville and he starts another grocery store called Nelson and Pfeiffer. But it's got a P in there and I don't know. Pfeiffer? It's, Pfeiffer. It's P F E I. Pfeiffer. F F E R. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pfeiffer. I'm going to say Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. All right. Uh, but, but even though he's only 22. He's on his second marriage, because his first wife died. Yeah, I, guess, I bet really. he I bet he was. You know what, this is why you don't have a studio audience. If you're
1: in the studio, please keep it down unless you're cheering or clapping. They just dropping or...
0: It's like you give them whiskey, and then they're just like Wah. They're just
1: like throwing it, throwing it everywhere.
0: Eh. Second person to drop a water bottle I'm not even lying. And it wasn't even Sam this it time. It wasn't even Sam this time. Which is surprising. It's Alec, just so you know. Anyway, I digress. His biggest business was he sold meat, coffee, and whiskey.
1: And that's funny because those, they kind of do go together. I they guess do. I'm not yeah, yeah. gonna say that yeah. doesn't yeah. go together. You need all of them. But like a meat, coffee, whiskey, no, doesn't well, sound too bad. I feel know, like, like you drink
0: like, the meat. You drink the meat. <laughs> you don't <that's>, drink meat. <laughs> well, you have to blend it up first. You, but, got, you could. Like if you had. You like drink a the meat. coffee in the morning, and then you eat the meat in the afternoon, and then you drink Wash the whiskey at night. Wash down with some whiskey. Yeah. All right, so. So he's rocking it, okay? He's got a grocery store. But he he sells the grocery store mm-hmm. because he's really loving the whiskey business. Okay? And and he he raised some money by okay. selling his grocery store to buy the distillery that had been making his whiskey that he was he was selling. Okay. Okay, but there's a couple things you need to know about Charles Nelson. Okay. Number one. Number one, he sold coffee to Maxwell House Hotel. What? And that coffee was good to the last drop.
1: Mm, Maxwell.
0: It's real. This is true. This is the, history. I'm telling you all the truth. Charles well, could- Nelson created. Maxwell House Coffee indirectly. You don't have to be out loud. You're welcome. We have
1: actual microphones.
0: I'm sorry, I just got excited. I felt like people were doubting me. This is a microphone in front of you right here. There's two. They're very foul. You don't
1: have to like yell across the nation into this person's living room so they can hear you. I'm sorry. Okay. But listen. All right. Anyways, it was good to last
0: drop. It was good to last drop. And that's why you have Maxwell House Coffee today. Meat, coffee, whiskey. You're, You're welcome. Okay. And the other thing you need to know. Is that he was? He liked to encourage other people to be like good at stuff and like to go out and accomplish their, accomplish everything that they can accomplish. Can you accomplish know? it,
1: yeah. <laughs> Since that's a real word.
0: Yeah, that's what he was. Is about. this a
1: real episode, by the way? Uh, yeah. Okay, we're gonna yeah. do this. and We're doing it. Here uh, we are. Should I stop? Can accomplish. All right. Ah, I knew I was a bigger Bourbon Real Talk fan than you. How do you know that? Well, because I don't just use a prideful goat, Glenn. I got an official Bourbon Real Talk tumbler.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I got this Bourbon Real Talk lanyard to carry my whiskey glass in.
1: Oh, well, speaking of whiskey glasses, do you have one of these? No, I don't. Rock's glass. Oh, yeah? Yep, official.
0: Well, I love my wife, and I bought her this official Whiskey Wife flask from Bourbon Roll Talk. Well, that's
1: cute and everything, but I got my wife one of these.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. You can
1: just add your own liquor, and it's an actual cocktail right there in a a jar.
0: Me and my wife like to make cocktails, so we got this simple syrup on the website. Oh, do you? Okay.
1: Well, do you and your wife have one of these? This is an official sticker. You can only get these on the website.
0: Uh, No, but I do have these official coasters that have the Bourbon Real Talk logo on them, and I'm representing. Hmm.
1: Well, while you're representing those little coasters of yours, I've got an aroma kit. Do you? Yeah, so I can smell literally everything in bourbon. Well,
0: I don't have that, but I do have this sample box that I keep all my samples in because I'm part of the community and I share samples.
1: Yeah, but do you have... Glen Toppers that are officially Bourbon Real Talk.
0: I don't have that, but I do have this large whiskey carrying case for my glasses so that I don't break them.
1: See, I knew you had that. That's why I have this, the smaller version, okay? It packs more easily into your suitcase. I uh-huh. don't want to mess with that big old thing, okay?
0: Suitcase, that's for lamos. Check this thing out. I have a Bourbon Real Talk bottle carrying bag. You can't beat that.
1: I don't know if I can because... And on
0: top of that, I have a Bourbon Real Talk t-shirt. I'm the bigger fan.
1: Oh, I can beat that. Is it extra schmedium?
0: No, I don't have extra schmedium. Ha! Extra schmedium. <sighs> you might be the bigger fan. You win. I knew it.
1: So whether you're a Bourbon Real Talk super fan or simply looking for quality whiskey swag, head over to bourbonrealtalk.com today.
0: And so this dude helped start Maxwell Hall Coffee and another grocery store chain before he went on to completely reshape the bourbon landscape that we know today. Okay, so What a c-
1: accomplishment.
0: It was a c- accomplishment. All right, so he named his new distillery Nelson Greenbrier Distillery. Been there. Okay? And in 1885, when they were at their heyday, they were 16th. Now, keep in mind Jack Daniel's started in 1866. Nelson Gruber our distillery was 16 and a half times the size of Jack Daniels. So we're talking about one of the largest distilleries in the United States. They're If not the f- massive. We'll okay. that
1: part out. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Thank you, creating more work for me. Yeah. It's his job. Let's keep those to a minimum.
0: I like it when you just put the bleep and they know, I know. what I said.
1: Yeah, I know what you said.
0: Yeah. So they're 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 operating uh, okay, and everything's great, all right. But in 1891, sadly, um, he he passed away.
1: I mean, a baller can only live so long. Yeah,
0: I mean, but he was out there doing it and doing it wild. You know what I'm saying? Gold jackets. Yeah. He, no, that was his great. It was but, his dad. But I would. I
1: bet he had one just he, in honor. Yeah, you know? just
0: probably to honor him. You know. Just, I mean, I, that's because not... Because he's on dry land. That's he's not like in the history, but, you know, it like it could be. Anyways, all right, so... So, Nelson Green... I don't... Yes. Uh, Nelson Greenbrier um, became one of the largest female-run businesses in the 1800s. Whoa.
1: Woman, uh, She took over? Yeah, the wife had to toot. Yeah. The wife had to toot?
0: <laughs> Man, all women toot. We got to... <laughs> They fluff, or whatever it's called. We got to take forget. the stigma out. <laughs> what is it, Angela? He fluff? All right. All right, run out of whiskey. Here we go.
1: <laughs> I've got to go home. I really do. 1909. We We're in 1909. Yeah,
0: 1909. Prohibition hits. They have to shut down the distillery because Tennessee had prohibition 10 years before the U.S. government implemented it.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's get this for you. Oh, uh, you don't? Know, on your wood.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my wood can take a beating. We should start over for sure. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So, national prohibition hits the United States. It's passed in 1919, but it doesn't kick in until 1920. Mm. Okay. It's a terrible time. And and this and uh, Nelson Greenbrier Distillery has been shut down since 1909. And in 1923, and this part's important, Samuel Bonfman? Yes who is from Canada, Mm. figures out like, I can get super rich by bootlegging liquor into the United States. So he goes to the widow of Charles Nelson and buys all of the distillery equipment from Nelson Greenbrier Mm. and ships it up to Canada. And he starts making whiskey up there and bootlegging it into the United States. Genius. I take that back. And becomes a billionaire. Okay. An, an actual like modern day and, and, and
1: at this time in, in history, that's pretty impressive.
0: Uh, I don't know if he had a billion back then, but he would definitely be cons- considered a billionaire by today's standards. Okay, so like super, super legit. Huge. Yeah, so, um, so he, it's huge. And so he's bringing in all this whiskey and he's like doing it and doing it and doing it wild. And he's got all this money. And then, and then, uh, after prohibition ends in 1933 he's like well i don't want the gravy train to stop and i've got all this cash and so he's like I'm, don't tell
1: me he made crown royal
0: i he did I'm, oh yeah so so he decides he's gonna go legit so he goes to the u.s government and he's like hey i want to be legit and they're like bro are you serious like you've only been, only you been, hammer can be he's like you've been violating the crap out of our laws for years and years and he's like yeah but i got money <laughs> And then they were Uh, like, they were like, okay, fine. Now this is 1933. And they're like, all right, if you pay a $25 million fine, he's like, say less. Do you take cash? He's like, he pays a $25 million fine. There's gonna be a whole other drunk history episode about this dude because he was wild. His son like went nuts and was like buying Hollywood Studios so he could set up a casting couch just like nuts. So stay tuned because there's gonna be another episode about this dude. But anyways, so he ends up creating Crown Royal, okay? Okay. And so if you fast forward, this dude took this Nelson Greenbrier distillery, which was one of the largest distilleries in the United States, turned it into a bootlegging operation, and then he used his fortune to create Crown Royal. He bought um, he, he bought uh, what's currently Ross and Squibb or MGPI distillery. He bought Four Roses, you know, all of this stuff. So he
1: bought all those distilleries?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why all these bottles are out here. Because if if that dude hadn't sewn, so, sewn, Sold? sewn, Sown. sewn, sewn all of his gold in his in his jacket, and he had not died, none of these whiskeys would exist today. And that happened in 1850, just so you know. All right, so
1: boom roasted.
0: So now you got a story of these uh, has to go. But I'm talking no, a lot. No, I was
1: just checking the it's time. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. have, been talking for an hour. I've been drinking. It's right. okay. That was the plan.
0: That was the plan. All right. So there's this story that goes that um, there are these two brothers, Charles and Andy Nelson. Remember the Nelson name? I remember the Nelsons. Okay. Yeah. From and, um, and it was supposed to be a post- post-graduation trip because they, they both graduated from college not at the same time, but I guess when the second one graduated they went on they a trip. trip. Yeah. And supposedly they stumbled across this historical marker and they figured out like, oh my God, my great, great, great grandfather was the owner of this like giant distillery and blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. the Nelson Greenbrier website has a, a much more plausible story sure. about how their father took them on a trip and they purposely went to go see they the area that it. their grandfather was from and all that makes that stuff. a lot more sense and um and so basically when they when they started researching the history the ideas is they were like well holy crap and this all happened in 1920 or sorry 19. <laughs> listen to me I've been drinking. I've been listening. Uh, 2006. For sure. So in 2006, they took this family trip. Boom. They see the, the historical site, great 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 grandfather distillery. Mm-hmm. There's some locals that have some lore, and they're like, this building was this, and this happened there, and blah blah blah. And so they decide, you know what? We're gonna resurrect the family business, uh, Charles and Andy. And so the distillery didn't start until 2009. They were buying bulk whiskey from MTPI in Indiana, which was purchased by. Uh, Samuel Bonfman mm-hmm. um, post prohibition and okay. you know that turned into that history and so it's kind of ironic that their family distillery equipment was shipped to Canada used a bootleg and buy a distillery and then they went to that same distillery to help resurrect their brand exactly 100 years after their distillery had closed down wow they it closed that's down impressive. in 1909 and they reopened in 2009, which is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. So they started contract distilling mm. and uh, they were trying, they also have like a different uh, product. They had uh, um, uh, Bellmead, Mead, um, which uh, that's actually kind of an interesting side history. So uh, Bell Mead Plantation, I took you there. So they decided they're going to resurrect the brand. Okay. Okay. And everything's totally copacetic. And then they started doing research on the history of Tennessee whiskey and they figure out that way, way back in the day, okay, like in 1871, like there was this local horse racing ranch Mm -hmm. that bought a horse called Bonnie Scotland. Mm. And it was like internationally famous because it was like beating all these horses that it wasn't supposed to beat. And Bonnie Scotland's descendants are basically super tied into Kentucky Derby winners, right? So like 11 triple count crown winners are related to this horse. And there was a whiskey company way back in the 1800s, starting in 1878, that wanted to capitalize on the fame of this local like horse racing ranch called Bellmead. And so they contracted with Bellmead to use their name for a Bellmead bourbon. Mm -hmm. And from 1878 to uh, 1887, Uh, Sperry, Wade, and Co. was making whiskey called Bellmead Bourbon. And eventually their distillery was destroyed in a fire and they ended up closing down. So later, whenever uh, Charles and Andy Nelson decided to restart Nelson Greenbrier, they thought, well, what if we partnered with Bellmead? Because Bellmead is like still a, a thing. Sure. The plantation is is now owned by like a mm-hmm. s- historical society and they were able to go to them and say, like, hey, we wanna we wanna license your name the way that you did it back in the eighteen hundreds. So they launched the Bellmead brand. Um, but after a while, they decided like, hey, we, w- we want to get back to our Nelson Greenbrier roots. So they're kind of phasing out Bellmead. But just to bring it full circle, because we promised you in the intro, we were going to explain how this dude dying from the weight of his wealth, created Crown Royal and Bellmead Honey. They eventually created Bellmead Honey, which is probably their most popular offering that has its highest secondary value. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's kind of the connection to all of that. But you know, it's-
1: That was in 2009. When did they create Bellmead Honey?
0: I don't remember when the first year was released. Because I was about to create that, but I guess they did first. Yeah, they did it first. Oh, good. Yeah, that they're was an idea. I they're had. really good at making Bill Honey. I had this idea for a Bill Meat Honey. And yeah, they did it. I guess. Yeah, they'd be real. Well, first off, you'd have to get the licensing rights. Oh, I was trying. I hey, was remember when we snuck into game. that place? Yeah. <laughs> we snuck in some places. We did. We tried to go in, and they were like, "No, we got. No, to No, you save. can't come in here and film. You can't and come I was in like, here. Okay. We were like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Get
1: my camera out.
0: Yeah, and then and then we just walked around, and then they were like. Hey, there's an event and it's paid for. Do you want a free tasting? And we're like, uh, yeah, I guess so. No, we'll do it. Yeah, we did some stuff. We got a free tasting. But I
1: will say the Bellmead folks, I hope they have some new um, people working there. Those guys weren't very nice.
0: Oh, no, no, no. They fixed
1: it. They fixed it? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember them fixing it. Uh, That one girl didn't fix it. No, Charles called me okay he okay he fixed it
0: yeah charles called me oh it almost well, knocked
1: him that one girl didn't fix it
0: no she was not good but we went there one time and they were mean to us and then we said it in a in an episode and to uh nelson Greenbrier's uh credit he called you he called me and he nelson spent 45 did? minutes on the phone and he was real nice you know
1: what i think they should do what um these nelson boys mm-hmm. uh they should come out with a, a little, a little specialty collector's like bottle called like the the Gold Jacket or something.
0: They probably should. I mean, now they I, talk about it on their if website. If you hear
1: this, I I swear I'll come after you. I'm you gonna that, I'm gonna email it don't to Charles. do tell me.
0: <laughs> He's gonna. And see I
1: it. will come after you. This is my idea. No. I'm saying it right now. No. The Gold Jacket series.
0: We we gotta cut all this. Out. If I see true.
1: that on a shelf, in specs, no. I will knock over that shelf <laughs> and cause a scene. Then I will come straight to Cashville, Tennessee, for (laughs) at least a gold jacket and more.
0: At least. And
1: you will all pay for it. No, Charlie
0: called me. Okay,
1: he called you. If you've made it all right, then I'm good with that. No, he made Um, it real good. You're good? I'll trust you.
0: Yeah, he did a whole training. You can have
1: that idea for free.
0: He did a whole training with all the people. He, he th-
1: All these eight people in here will at least know where that idea came from.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: And that's enough for me. Yeah, it's you like know?
0: Wild Tookie 102.
1: That's my idea too? Yeah, that's Don't his Don't you idea. dare steal it. And Don't you'll like it. it. It's a little different. It's, it's different. It's
0: one better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a 71. But, but just keep in mind that everything that you've ever tasted from MGP and everything you've ever tasted from Seagram 7 and everything you've ever tasted from Crown Royal, none of that stuff would have happened. If it wasn't for John Nelson. Giving his life. Giving his life and his son stepping up to the plate. Yep. I mean, it's it's just an amazing story mm-hmm. about you, just stick to And it just represents the American dream of an immigrant coming here and working hard right. and building a future. And it it literally shaped the world that we live in. Maxwell House Coffee. Uh, a A... a, a grocery store chain that's still in business today. Mm -hmm. And virtually every whiskey that you've ever heard of has been impacted in some way by these events. And that's pretty amazing. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And I want to tell you a little bit about our show philosophy. We're all about bringing people together around bourbon. And that is a critical element of the show because I lost a loved one to suicide. And in the aftermath of his death, I learned that he had lost his social connections from around them. And I started looking for ways to help create social connections and I saw how Whiskey was doing that and I thought maybe if I got you connected to Whiskey, Whiskey would do the rest of the job and get you connected to others. Uh, But if you're going to create connection, you do have to have some forums and when we looked at the forums that were out there, we saw a lot of negativity and hate. It was not very conducive for connections. And Wes and his infinite wisdom eventually convinced me to start Bourbon Real Talk Community. I do have some good ideas every once in a while. They are good ideas, and it did take a while. The gold jacket's just one of them. Yeah, and yeah, the gold jacket's a good idea. But Bourbon Real Talk Community has worked, Mm -hmm. and we have created a troll-free environment without the hate where people can connect with one another. Doesn't matter your ideological views. That's not important there. And so it's free. If you're interested, you can go to Facebook and look at Bourbon Real Talk Community. But the other thing that those trolls taught us is that if someone can hate you online, there's nothing that keeps me from loving you online. Mm -hmm. And that's why we end every episode the same way, and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you're unsure whether or not anyone loves you, just know that we We love love you. And we'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Don't swim with suits on. Well, she had to, and she went to the emergency room. Yeah. So. 911 no, 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 no. and everything. And it, and it and it yeah, my wife is on the floor in the bathroom. And it's just she's like, up. She's just, she's dying. She's dying. Wait a minute. Oh, she's good. We're good. Cancel that ambulance. Cancel it. We're good. She's back asleep. Everybody's happy. Sorry. That's
0: fair. That's oh shit. <coughs> I'm just gonna start telling a crazy fucking story. Okay. And then you're just gonna interject. Okay. And that's pretty much the whole thing.
1: Just interject here and there throughout the story.
0: You know, like we do.
1: Yeah, just kind of do my thing. Yeah, you, you just kind of. Yeah, I, I'm
0: just gonna tell. I'm gonna say some shit, and then you're just gonna. You know, I'm gonna say some shit. And then you, and then all the shit's gonna come together.
1: And It's gonna be said.
0: It's gonna be great.
1: All right. Um, and, uh, he wants to tell us a fun story mm-hmm. about a guy who died because he weighed too much.
0: Well, something like that. It, he actually died.
1: <laughs> Why don't you start the intro? Cause I don't even know what that says.
0: Okay. It's, it's, well, uh, okay. That's weight. of hold on, wealth. On, hold on. Hold on. Creation. Wait, his of weight wealth? is wealth. his weight of wealth. Yeah. Okay. Go All ahead. right. Here we go. All right.
1: Fine. I don't think you should cut so anything it. except the part where you talked about me. All right. All right. We'll cut that part. Cool. All right. We're not cutting that part. <laughs>